This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is Wednesday morning, March 13th, and it's time for another Drop Podcast. It's great to have everybody here, and it's even greater to be talking about the Blues' second win in a row. Was it perfect against the Ducks? No. But overall, the Blues played much better than they did in those seven losses in a row. I think they played better than they even did in their win against the Red Wings 2-1. Is it as dominating as the win over the Kings? Hell no, it's not. But the team won, and that's what they're going to have to do a lot in these last 13 games. My estimation, this team's going to have to win eight games just to have a chance to get in the playoffs. Nine or ten, I think ten to seal the deal. That would give them 99 points, I believe, if they won ten. Eight games is going to be close. I don't think anyone with under 95 points is going to get into the playoffs in the Western Conference. I might be wrong. Calgary might fall apart. The Avalanche might fall apart. The Ducks might fall apart. Who knows what's going to happen? Heck, Dallas might fall apart. If a couple of those teams fall apart and they do a lot worse than the Blues and let's say only win five games, maybe the Blues will have to only win seven. Is it going to guarantee it? No. But like I said, they've won two games. They've played well enough to win that game against the Ducks. I thought the Ducks kind of came alive in the third period and really put the pressure on the Blues. But hey, they won the game and that's all that matters. They gave a great effort. And they're playing like a team now. They really are. I don't expect it to be 7-2, to 7-3 to every game. But if you've noticed something about this team, when they score three goals, they win a hell of a lot more games. That third goal is huge. Especially if your goalies are giving up the lower twos or the upper ones like Carter Hutton are right around two. Jake Allens has come back down. If you can score three goals and you've got a decent defense and a good goaltender, you're going to win a lot of games in the NHL. And I think if the Blues continue to do that throughout these games, they're going to be able to have a pretty good chance of getting in the playoffs. If they don't do that and they're starting to fall apart and score one goal and it's two to one, one to nothing, it's going to be hard for them and we're going to be looking at next year. But let's not think that way. Let's think positively and hope that they can win eight to 10 games out of their last 13. Enough about what they got to do. Let's get into what they did against the Ducks. Like I said, they played an all around great game. There were some defensive lapses. There was some um, puck handling mishaps. But overall, it was a good game. I'd give them a 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Uh, I think that Kings game was a 10 out of 10 personally. But uh, they played good, and they won this game. You knew that John Gibson was going to play well, and we were all hoping that Jake Allen would continue to play well for the Blues, and he did. He played very good. Both goalies had to make some very good saves in the first period to keep this game scoreless. And the Ducks send a bouncer down the ice, gets left, gets it, and a great save by Jake Allen with his glove. Oh, that's a great save to start the hockey game for Jake. Stuck it from the side of the net as Schwartz is checked back into Gibson. Puck loose, and it's poked out of harm's way. 
after those two very good saves by both Gibson and Allen, you're thinking maybe this is going to be a really low-scoring game. Another one to nothing, another two to nothing game, but it wasn't meant to be. With just two and a half minutes left in the first, Robert Bortuzzo, who's just been playing very well since coming back from that injury, gives the Blues a one to nothing lead late in the first period. And now Shen the other way. This game opens up. Shen for Petrangelo. Great pass to Bortuzzo. Right in, shoots. He scores! Bortuzzo has done it again. The opening goal. And the big guy from Thunder Bay has given the Blues a one nothing lead. Second game in a row, Robert Bortuzzo has opened up the scoring. And this is one drop pass after another drop pass. With confidence like I have not seen this team play with in some time. They started the season on fire with the way they handled the puck. One play by Shenny gains his own. Petrangelo to Bortuzzo. Bortuzzo looks like he's going to the glove side. This is a goal scorer's goal right here. Indeed, it was a goal scorer's goal. If you guys were able to watch the game, it was just an amazing goal. An amazing bring in by Petrangelo. An amazing pass behind his back to Bortuzzo. And he gives the Blues a one to nothing lead going into the second period. That would be Bortuzzo's third goal. Petrangelo gets his 30th assist. Shen also was key on that play. Gets his 34th assist. The Blues outshoot the Ducks 10-7. So it was a pretty evenly played period, I thought. Both teams weren't at their super best, but both teams played very good. Going into the second, kind of hoping the Blues can take control of the game or at least get ahead by a couple goals. This is a totally different team when they get ahead by a couple goals. Besides maybe that... Uh, Lost against the Nashville Predators. The Blues came out in the second period. I thought they kind of set the tone. And three minutes in, Ivan Barbashev, the barber of Seville, gets his seventh goal to give the Blues an early 2 to nothing lead in the second period. And now in for Barbashev. He'll throw it low for Thorburn. Fights through the check of Manson. And now Petrangelo, a drive. Rebound, they score! Barbashev gets the rebound! And the Blues, a 2-0 lead. Barbashev also scored in L.A. Second goal in back-to-back. Barbashev made it 4-1 at 1934 of the second period in the game against the Los Angeles Kings. And Thorburn once again doing the gritty work down low. Protects the puck, wins the battle against Manson, and punts it back to the point. And the rebound squirts through the legs of Hampus Lindholm ever so slowly. And, and Barbashev's able to pick it up with his skates and onto a stick. Goalie's got no chance whatsoever, and in fact, I'm watching John Gibson, and he's doing a lot of movement in his net. They're making him work hard. Yeah, the Blues were making John Gibson work pretty dang hard. They really put a lot of pressure on him, and I think he was the difference in this game. It could have been much worse without the effort of Gibson, but Jake Allen played great too. The Blues would have a 2 nothing lead, but it would only last for about a minute and 17 seconds. Getzloff got the puck. Corey Perry skated around to the side of the net. Nobody took him. Wide open. Getzloff puts a quick hard pass on Corey Perry's stick. And he puts it past Jake Allen to make it a much closer game at 2-1. First and Anaheim went up against the St. Louis team. That was first in the league. And Getzloff with a great pass across. Puts the Ducks on the board as Perry converts. What a pass by Ryan Getzloff. Corey Perry right on the doorstep. Spins around behind the net. Gets away from Petrangelo. Getzloff buys a little bit of time. And the key is the zip on the pass. He drills it. Threads the needle. Perry lays the stick blade down. 
and just shovels it past Jake Allen and that is an enormous goal for the Ducks. What a pass by Getzloff. That was a great pass by Getzloff. He was watching Corey Perry the whole time, knew where he was going. Blues defense weren't watching Corey Perry and a guy like Corey Perry, you can't leave him alone like that in front of the net. That would be Corey Perry's 15th goal. Getzloff gets his 41st assist. Montour gets his 20th assist. Four minutes, 17 seconds in. We have an L-biter at 2-1. to one. Most of the rest appear would be back and forth. And just a great, great play by Jordan Schmaltz. Great pass in front to Vladimir Sabotka. Sabotka gets the goal to kind of pep things up a little bit for the Blues and gives them a 3-1 lead heading out of the second period. He's checked off the puck by Sabotka. And now done for Barbershev, working on his off wing. Plays it back, Schmaltz right in front, Sabotka shoots, he scores! Sabotka, what a play, and the Blues, a 3-1 lead! Jordan Schmaltz just makes a heck of a play at that right point, and Sabotka has played well, had many, many chances. This one here, because of the smart play by Schmaltz on the right point, it ends up right on the tape, and Sabotka ends up jamming that underneath the goaltender's pad. Barbershev back to the point, caught everybody off guard, including Adam Henrique. That was a big goal by Sabotka. It really was a very big goal. And the guy that made the play was Jordan Schmaltz. The rookie comes through. I want to see this guy make the team next year. I want to see what he can do in a full season. Because I think he's going to be a great, great addition to this Blues team when it comes to bringing up some other youth movement. His brother has already contributed to the Chicago Blackhawks. But in my personal opinion, I think Jordan's a better player. That's just me. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think Jordan is going to be a better player than his brother. That goal by Sabotka, right in front. There's nothing that John Gibson could do. Sabotka gets his 10th goal. Schmaltz with that great pass. Gets his first assist. Barbashev, who had a big game, gets his sixth assist. Going out of the second, the Blues are up 3-1. to one. They outshot the Ducks 9-7. to seven. And it's great to see them up by two goals. But we all know that they do have somewhat of a history of letting a team come back in the third period. I wouldn't necessarily say they let the Ducks come back. I think the Ducks just put back a lot of pressure. They had that big, big push coming into the third, and six minutes and 15 seconds in, Derek Grant puts one past Jake Allen and makes this a one-goal game at 3-2. to two. Was anybody biting their nails like me? I bet you were. Head broken up by Berglund at the line, and now played out for Grant. Cuts into the middle of the ice as he crisscrosses with Chris Kelly. His shot off the rim. Scores! Grant went to the front of the net and screened, and I believe Kelly has his first as a duck. Jonah, I think this shot by Chris Kelly hits a defender stick in front. It seemed to change direction en route to the goal, judging by the reaction of the goaltender. It'll be interesting to see it from a different angle. Yes, it's the stick of Derek Grant. It just touches the shaft of the stick, so the Ducks' fourth line comes through with an enormous goal. That goal by Grant would be a tip-in. Not much Jake Allen can do. Kelly took the original shot. Kelly gets his first assist of the season. Grant gets his ninth goal. And the Ducks are back in this game at 3-2. to two. And you're just wondering, can the Blues get another goal to make this game hard for the Ducks to come back? I'm trying to think, who's going to make this goal? I really don't care who. But in everybody's mind, if you're wanting somebody who you think is going to make a goal, you probably think, well, Barbashev's been hot. Bertuzzo's been hot. It might be one of them. Maybe Braden Shannon will come and make a goal. But a guy 
that has just looked lost most recently. And even though Panger and John Kelly say he's playing better, I think he played a little bit better in the Kings game, but I thought he played pretty good last night. That would be Patrick Berglund, 11 minutes, 28 seconds in to the third period, gave the Blues a 4-2 lead, and that would be the final score. Now they give it up. Brodziak in front. A shot. They score! Patrick Berglund! And the Blues, a two-goal lead again. What a goal by Berglund! Does Berglund need that as well for his confidence and self-esteem on the ice? He's been starting to spark it up there, playing with Brodziak and Steen, and this will do wonders for the Swede. A turnover in the defensive zone after the Anaheim Ducks have had plenty of pressure. Fowler coughs up to Brodziak. A little bit of screen in front. Maybe smart play there by Brodziak after it gets coughed up right to him. And the goalie isn't able to get set. Beats him cleanly to the glove side. That was a huge goal for the Blues because the Ducks had really played well in the third period. And for them to get that goal and go ahead 4-2, it just felt great. Berglund gets his ninth goal. Brodziak gets his 14th assist. 11 minutes, 28 seconds in. It's 4-2. And that's the way the game would end. Shots on goal, 23 for the Blues, 22 for the Ducks. Faceoff's pretty even, 51% for the Blues, 49% for the Ducks. Both teams had one power play. They were 0 for 1. Hits, a little bit in favor of the Ducks, 24 to 22. The Blues put their body out there. They got 20 blocks. The Ducks had 11. The Blues had 9 giveaways, and the Ducks had 16. Let's go ahead and get into the post-game interviews. We'll hear from Petrangelo, Bartuzzo, Allen, and, of course, Coach Mike on their second win in a row, 4-2 to two over the Ducks. Put a lot of work in. We had three days off there. I thought we put a lot of work in. Uh, I thought we had some good chances in San Jose. We didn't score, but uh, the work ethic is been, and that's why we're getting these offensive chances, and we're playing good hockey. Do you think you found your offense now past couple of games, wind up this road trip on a positive Yeah, way? I think we're, like I said, our forwards are working real hard. The, the uh, guys up front are doing a lot to get to the front of the net, and we're scoring goals there, so easy for us when they're playing like that. I, Goals from Robert Bortuzzo, though, two straight games. Hey, whoever's scoring, scoring. He's uh, scored from the same spot twice, so maybe we'll keep him there. You guys deserve everything that you're getting right now, and not to sound critical, but it just seems like there's a lot more effort than there was. Yeah, we're working hard. Uh, we had a real uh, good discussion before we came on this road trip, and um, like I said, I think there's a lot of spurts in San Jose where the work was there. We just uh, weren't as sharp as we needed to be. Um, I just I really liked the effort last game, even getting up, you know, four two, four one, we were we still kept on the same thing tonight. Is it kind of off that, that effort wasn't there, you know, a few weeks ago? Um, I guess you're always wondering why, but uh, good time to get it going here. We got a couple big weeks out of us. Uh I don't know about that. Um it was nice to chip in. Um it was nice to hear JK not call me out for not scoring in fifty games. But uh like I said, it's uh it's a fun atmosphere right now and um you know, we're doing the right things and that's why I think we're getting rewarded with goals. Do you think of the last time you scored in consecutive games? Uh, probably midget AAA. Yeah. Um, I was offensive back then, so it was a little more uh, easy. But uh, like I said, it's just about contributing. Everyone's doing their part right now. We're getting goals from uh, you know a lot of different sources, and uh, like I said, um, it's easy. It's easier to build energy and good morale and on, and on the bench and whatnot. So um, it was nice to get a four points on this trip. It's a big weekend for us, but uh, you know, obviously we're just gonna take this win. Park it and get ready for Thursday. Robert, I just asked Petro why the work ethic seems to be there now and it wasn't there three or four weeks ago. And he said you guys had a big talk before you came out west. Just how did that meeting go and, and what came out of it? Um, I think it was just uh, 
I'm actually not sure what. I mean, everyone knows they have to bring it every night. Um, we're not sure exactly what the pinpoint was for, for elevating our play, but, uh, you know, we have done that. Um, I think at the end of the day, there's a way to play the game and there's a way it isn't. It's one thing to work hard, but, you know, it's another thing to work smart, and I think we're doing that right now. Could there be something said for the trade deadline passing and you guys just settling in or something? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like I said, um, you know, we're getting contributions from, from up and down the lineup, and uh, you know, I think everyone's you know, realizing their, their purpose and you know, their, their little niche on, on our group here. So um, you know, once everyone has that, you know, that's when good things start, start happening. Well, we've had a good team for a long time. I, like, you know, I just think we were going through a rough patch, and you know, we lost a few big bodies for our team, and um, we needed guys to step up. And, uh, our last stretch there was terrible. You know, you put it that way, but uh, we're still in a dogfight. You know, some people, a lot of people, I think, counted us out. You know, with Bo gone and Stas gone and and Uppy gone, but you know, we we still have a lot of pride in here, and we're gonna fight to the last fight. And you know, uh, we get in, we get in. We don't, we don't. But we're gonna go down swinging. So I think that was our mentality just coming into this trip and finding a way to get points. You know, I think if we went 0-3 on this trip. Yeah, we might have had a back against Wall. We might have been too late. But two big wins for us. Uh, keeps us. We're still not there, but it keeps us in the race. Taking the leads in these games, being up one nothing, two nothing. What, what, what difference does that make? Yeah, we were just we were, we were on our toes again tonight. It was similar to the LA game. You know, I think guys were just playing with their instincts. They were, you know, making the first play they saw. They're supporting each other. It was. Uh, I think in pre previous games we were getting too spread out and trying to make rink-wide passes and get them intercepted. And tonight it was just cycle, cycle, cycle. You know, work hard, tire the team down, goal. You know, it's it's it was impressive, and a lot of it stems from our forecheck, and um, a lot of guys are doing a good job up there. Petro just kind of agreed that the work ethic seems to be there now, where it wasn't a couple of weeks ago. He couldn't explain why, but yeah. it's it really is tough to explain. I, you know, you can't answer for everyone, and. Uh, you really only can control yourself, but you bring everyone else into the fight once you work hard. And I think once everyone sees everyone's going, it's, it just stems that way. And um, you know, we're, we're trying in the right direction. 14 games left. We we still have a decent shot to get in there and um, make some noise. So hopefully we can keep going. Um, you know, get a good flight rest tomorrow and uh, get back to work Wednesday and a couple of big games at home. Jake, these two wins sets up a really big game um, Thursday against Colorado. He's got the last uh, position in the wild card. Like. How, um, how, just how, you guys play for this, right? These, these uh, games. Yeah, I think you, you don't, yeah. I think from the outside perspective, people will think it's bigger than it is for us. I don't think we need to think it's the be all end all here. It's, it's, it's another hockey game. Yeah, it has a little bit more meaning, no question. But uh, we can't approach it any different than we approached yesterday and today and, and past games. So I think for us, it's uh, just another game, another same mentality. But now I know from, you know, Stats perspective and fans perspective, it's a little bit bigger game, but I think we just need to keep the same mental approach and we'll uh, keep playing the way we are. I just I think say it's getting back to our identity. Um, you know, you see a lot of those shifts that that when you think of St. Louis Blues hockey, that's what it looks like. It's hard hockey. It's uh, it's intense. It uh, it's a puck control game, and uh, and we've been doing a better job of that. Are the guys Can doing? You, uh, yeah, thanks. Before, are the guys doing the right thing? The grinders are grinding, and the yeah, I think guys are guys are uh, um, staying true to their identity right now. You know, not trying to do too much, and um, certainly it's helped. The last couple of games, we've been able to grab the lead. I think that that's a big factor. Um, but uh, but uh, you know, again, through 60 minutes, 
a lot of consistency, you know, from line to line. That's what it should look like. It should shouldn't necessarily look different from one one line to the next. Obviously, different guys have a chance and, and different skill sets, but um, you know, again, our team game should look the same. You guys deserve what you're getting, but why the uptick in the work ethic? You know, guys in there agreed too that it's just there. Oh, well, we said we have to find a new level. Whatever we think you were bringing before, we have to find a new level, and and uh, we're going to continue to have to we're going to have to continue that. How does ending the road trip on a high note help your prospects going forward? Well, it was this. We knew this was a big trip. First off, a couple of the teams that we just beat, we you know chasing them in the standings and um, could have put ourselves in a pretty bad situation, buried ourselves almost to the point of of, uh, of not really having a chance. Now we come back off the road and we're going to have to make sure that we we're ready to pick up that intensity. Um, still got a lot of work to do. Still on the outside looking in, uh, but a little bit closer. We've always thought you no know, Bortuzzo had a little bit of an offensive touch to him, but. Two goals in two games? Yeah, well, he's smart. He's smart as far as he plays in good position. What smart players do is when they're in good position, and when you're in good position, then you have the opportunity to read the play and to jump and to, and to attack, and that's what he does. A couple of guys tonight had good games. Berger and Sabokin, you know, haven't produced much in the past mm-hmm. month or yeah. two. Just like when you see that, you, you glad for him now, or are you disappointed you didn't? See uh, I, for me, let's let's just focus on. Uh, it's obviously we're going to need those guys, and um, you know I don't think it's going to do us any good right now to, to to dwell on the past or to to look in the past. Uh, both those guys for me, the last couple of games, last, uh, you know, the, the, their their work ethic. Um, you know their intensity at both ends of the ice has, has been real solid. Is again the response tonight? They make it two to one, and make it three to two, and you yeah. Well, come it's, back it's a dangerous game. team over there. Um, you know, you know that they're going to have a push. You know that they're going to press. Obviously, um, when it's a one-goal game, it's always tense, especially when you're on the road against a team like that. But uh, but extending the lead that was that was big for us. A huge win for the Blues. They need a lot more of them in their last 13 games. Very important to hold on to this win. I thought the Ducks. Tried their best to come back in the game. Great goaltending by Jake Allen in that third period. And a big time goal by Patrick Berglund to give the Blues a little bit of breathing room at 4-2. They've got to keep doing this. They've got the Avalanche on Thursday, who they are fighting and just fighting tooth and nail for one of those final playoff spots. They must be able to beat the Avalanche. You have to beat the teams that you're fighting for that playoff spot. You have to. So they beat the Kings. They beat the Ducks. They've got the Avalanche coming up on Thursday, the 15th. Then they play the Rangers. And then back-to-back the next night, they play the Blackhawks. There's nothing more the Blackhawks would love to do than to give the Blues a loss and kick them out of the playoffs, to at least do their best to try that. So the Blues really need to win two out of these next three. You know, because against the Blackhawks, you just don't know what's going to happen. You, you never do. It's one of those series that a team could be first in the league and the other team could be last in the league and the team last in the league can beat them. So they really need to win three. If they could get two out of three, that would be great. They've kind of got to do that. As I said, they got to win eight out of their next 13 just to even have a chance in my mind. And they're playing a lot of playoff teams coming up. It's going to be tough for them, but I think they can do it. Let's go ahead and get into the segment we call Question the Drop, where you guys as listeners send me questions. I got two questions today, and I keep getting questions from people that have already sent them in. Guys, I'll get your questions back on again, but I want to make sure everybody gets a chance to ask a question. But let's go ahead and get to this question. John, he's from Cochrane, Alberta, which is not far from Calgary. He's a Flames fan. 
but he's also a Blues fan. He wants to know, should the Blues go after Stasny again as a free agent? And if so, how much should they pay? And if not, why? It's a great question, John. I'm a Paul Stasny fan. I don't think, in all honesty, though, his $7 million a year contract, which the Blues paid to him, I don't think it was worth it for what he gave on the ice. Is he a guy that gives you everything most nights? Yes. He's being valuable right now to a young team in the Jets. But I don't really want him back. I really don't. They need to move on from Paul Stasny. I know a lot of people have said, oh, they need to bring him back. Doug Armstrong had even said, oh, there's a possibility they could. They can find somebody else for $7 million a year. They're going to try to bring some of these young guys in. They've got enough veterans on the team to where they don't need another veteran like Paul Stasny. If they could get him for $3.5, 4000000 I'd be fine with that. But he's not going to play for that. He's just not going to. Did he take a huge discount to come to the Blues before? No. There were other teams offering him similar money. In fact, a little bit more money like the Winnipeg Jets in his last contract. But he wanted to come and play for the Blues. But this guy's not going to take 2 to $3 million less a year to come and play for the Blues. He's just not going to. And in all honesty, like I said, I don't think the Blues should go after him. I think the Blues should go after John Tavares. Will he come here? I don't know. Maybe he thinks his team isn't committed to winning. I'm not sure what his thoughts are. He's going to get more than $7 million, I guarantee it. He's probably going to get somewhere between 8 and $10 million a year. And I don't know if the Blues are going to go that route. I just don't. I'll be shocked if the Blues I'll be shocked if the Blues are anywhere near the cap next year. I really will be. They've got a lot of things they can do. They've got guys that are going to be restricted free agents that they've got to make a decision on whether they're going to sign them. They've got guys down in their minors that they have contracts with that are in their 43 contracts out of the 50 that they're allowed to have by the league that they've got to make some decision on. So you just don't know. The Blues the next year after next season have got some guys they've got to make a decision on, such as um, Joel Edmondson. And this year they've got to decide what they're going to do with Robbie Fabry. He's a restricted free agent. Are they going to offer him a contract? I know a lot of people are thinking, oh, Fabry's going to be fine. He's going to come back and be just as fast. If you know anything about knee injuries, which I do, that's going to be hard for him to do. Can he be a player that can impact the team? Yes. Is he going to be the same guy with the same speed? No. There's no way after two knee surgeries that he's going to be the exact same guy. And that was one of his keys, was his burst of speed and his ability to fly around the ice and cause havoc. Could he still be a guy that hits a lot? Yeah, probably. But what's his psyche going to be like with his knee? I just don't know. Thanks again for that question. Let's get to the second one. This one's from Maggie in Toronto. Thanks, Maggie, for the question. I hope the Leaves do well this year in the playoffs. It'd be great if the Blues could get in the playoffs, make a run, and see the Leaves in the Stanley Cup. That would be just awesome. Your question is, do you see Jake Allen leaving the Blues in a trade? Do you see the Blues letting him walk? What is your take on Jake Allen? That's a great question, Maggie. And I've got to tell you, I just don't know what the Blues are thinking. My personal opinion is, I think they may move on from Jake. I think they may try to trade him. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, he's, he's just been so bad and up and down the last two years. You can't rely on him. Well, guys, this team's been up and down the last two years. Some of his losses are his fault, but a lot of his losses haven't been. I mean, they've not gotten a lot of support until these last two games and goals. 
in his previous 15 games, I believe it was before the LA game, he had only had more than two goals six times out of 15 starts. You're not going to win that way. You're just not. I think the Blues are honestly going to try to move him. And that so-called high-end salary that a lot of people are saying he's gotten being paid like a top goaltender is crap. His salary is somewhere around 19th to 20th in the league. You don't think a team that's having goalie issues is not going to take a chance on Jake Allen? Sure, somebody would. What the Blues are going to get for him, I don't know. What the Blues' plans and goal next year would be, I don't know. I'm not sure if Ville Huso is ready. I think Ville Huso is ready to be back up. And I think there's going to be teams that are going to pay a lot for Carter Hutton to be their backup. I really do. I don't think Carter Hutton's a starter. Sorry, guys that love Carter Hutton and thinks he's a starter. I don't think he is. He's never proved he can play more than 30 games. He's 32 years old. I don't see a team giving him a three and a half, five million dollar salary to be a starter. I think what's going to happen is the Blues may move on from both goalies. Or they may go out and sign somebody and try to re-sign Carter Hutton as a backup. But I don't think he wants to be a backup. I don't think he's going to take a million and a half a year again. I don't see it happening. So the Blues have got those decisions to make in the offseason. And I think a lot of what happens in these last 13 games is going to depend on what they do. This team has just got a lot of issues that they're going to have to deal with in the offseason. And how they end up in the next three, four years is going to have a lot to do with this offseason. Doug Armstrong needs to really make a big splash here. If he doesn't, and this team comes out and starts playing bad against next year, I don't care if he did just sign a contract. I think his job should be on the line. That is unless Mr. Stillman is happy with uh, mediocrity, which I don't know. People tell me he wants to win a cup, but has he really shown that he wants to win a cup? I don't think he really has. So there's going to be a lot of things to do in the offseason, guys. I want to thank you guys for your questions. Remember, the Blues play the Avalanche. We'll be back with another game recap after that game. It's been great having you guys here for this episode of The Drop. I thank you for your continued support. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, have a great rest of your week, and let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lansd at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.